0: What's up everybody, I am Travis Lee
1: And I'm Cartoon Joe
0: And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing Guys, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we had uh, the new host of the Freakness Studios podcast, Pretty Little Freaks, here with us um, Joe, you remember him? I do They were Bruno great No and Low, awesome, funny people Um, crazy to think, two different people, but very similar in personalities. Um. That's true. Yeah. Thanks for the response, Joe. Yep. I'm I'm (laughs) Um, still getting
1: used to, uh, you need me to, you want me to respond when you take a pause. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, after five years, we're starting to kind of get that, uh, get that concept going here.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But guys, uh the reason I bring them up and I mention them is because uh it's been a process getting them up and going. Now they have released their first episode this past Monday. Uh and their next sh- their next episode will release on uh, the Monday so on and so forth and uh they're going to be just like this freaking show just like JFW. Uh fifty episode seasons. Really excited to move forward with it. Episode 1 is available. Um and uh the cool thing is it got set up so quickly that they are available on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify currently. All you got to do is search Pretty Little Freaks, and uh, they will pop up.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah. It, it was one of the things, like, you know, when I created the Podbean to get it up and running, um, I tried to get to Google Play and iTunes, like, right away, but you have to have an episode released in order for it to happen. Um, now, Spotify is really easy to do. Uh, Spotify, you just set it up, and it's like, oh, in 15 minutes, you're up and ready to go on Spotify. They don't give a shit who they put up there. Google Play and iTunes, they want to sit there and, you know, check it out and make sure everything's okay and cool like that, and whatever. It was the process, but I got done. So, Pretty Little Freaks is available on uh, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. You just gotta search Pretty Little Freaks. And as mentioned, Pretty Little Freaks is part of FreakNet Studios, alongside... This freaking show, which is hosted by, uh, Cartoon Joe and Travesty. Also, uh, JFW hosted by Dizzle J, Dally, and Travesty. And Doug Gray area hosted by Sarge. Uh, Joe, if you remember, we do have another huge announcement to make. Uh, if you remember it, do you want to
1: do it? I don't remember it.
0: Excellent. I'm going to do it again and hopefully you get surprised for the second time. Great. Uh, this freaking show has a brand new logo. That's right. Oh, I'm so right. excited
1: about it. Right.
0: Yes. So um I put it together. Uh it's it's nothing like extravagant and like really out there. It's 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 real classy. Yeah, it's kinda of simple and you know what? It's it's something new. I know we wanted a new uh logo and uh we're actually looking at a new Ripley Street theme song for season four. Now the theme song is kinda of on the back burner for right now. Uh working with Ripley Street to kinda of get that all figured out. But we finally got the new logo. Uh it is going to get released uh today. Uh well, get released during this episode. You're gonna see it as a display picture for the podcast. Um it's going to be uploaded on our social media over the weekend. And Monday, uh I believe that's May eleventh. Yeah. Yep. Monday, May eleventh, we're going to release the merchandise with the new This Freaking Show logo into our T public. So Make sure you check out T-Public, T-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Search T-F-S. You're going to see the new This Freaking Show logo. Uh, that's going to be available on all the merchandise. We have available T-shirts, hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, uh, tank tops, phone cases, laptop cases, pillows, tapestries, yeah. posters, pins, magnets, stickers, coffee mugs, traveler's mugs. Uh, Joe, you going to say something?
1: I was gonna say, uh it it look good on a hat, it'd look good on a mask, you could wear it on your ass. Right. We don't care. Looks God. great. It's a great logo. Where'd you go, Doctor Seuss? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wear it on so, a fox with a box. <laughs> wear it um, on your box. I don't know. Wear yes. it
0: on your box.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Said what I said.
0: Right. Lingerie coming soon. Um <laughs> 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 Wonderful <laughs>
1: Oh, I just pictured uh I just pictured like a like a pair of underwear with one of our faces on it.
0: Right. God. Oh Lord. Oh, god.
1: I don't oh. spice in the bedroom <laughs> in a bad way.
0: One of the cool things about T Public guys is when we release a new uh design uh for our merchandise, there is a I believe it's a seventy two hour period where it is on sale for about thirty percent off. So um Hopefully you catch the show as it releases. Hopefully you kind of check it out. We will post on social media when the merchandise is available. Uh, and this way you could hopefully buy our merchandise with the new logo on it, uh, with the discounted price for the next 72 hours when we drop it on Monday. So, uh, all the, uh, all the sales to the merchandise and everything does help out the podcast. So we do appreciate the merchandise you guys, uh, do buy from us. And not to worry, uh all the original this freaking show logos are still going to be there we did update the uh secret society themed logo uh for this freaking show it is available uh in a white font now so you can get it on darker colors i know um the old logo uh, was really hard to see on black and everything now that's a little bit difficult to do on TeePublic public because they don't change font colors so when you buy something that has black font with black clothing, it doesn't show up that well. I know a buddy of mine uh had an issue with that in one of his uh merchandise uh sweatshirts he bought. So I do apologize if that, that happened to him. It did get fixed and adjusted for him because the Public uh really does work with the customers when things don't work out well for them. And that's what I really love about working with them. Um so the Secret Society logos there, the uh the past logo we used before this one with the this freaking show over the microphone is uh still there as well. Plus, the original uh, Cartoon Joe, uh, I guess technically it'd be Kiki Ash Joe created uh, that logo with the uh, red shirt. That's true. Because Cartoon Joe didn't uh, show up until season four. That's true. Didn't exist yet. That's right, man. You're like the three faces of Foley, man. Three? What? Oh, my God. Mick Foley. Mankind. Dude Love. Cactus Shack. Wrestling. Oh, I didn't know that. Different podcast. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, super excited guys again, T-Public, T-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot com, search TFS, check out the, uh, new logo as it hits the, uh, the market on Monday and make sure you check out all the other logos and stuff and also the JFW stuff will be there as well if you want to check that out. And again, check out Pretty Little Freaks, uh, podcast which is available again on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify just by searching Pretty Little Freaks. And if you want to check out the other podcasts that are part of FreakNet Studios, all you gotta do is go to FreakNetStudios dot com and links to all of those podcasts are available right there for you. Nice. Yeah. How you doing, Joe? I'm pretty well. You doing good? Yeah, yeah. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing okay. Uh, not a whole lot going on, Uh, you know, working and stuff like that. I did hear a possibility of actually getting hired on soon, so hopefully that happens. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and I do want to talk, I do want to kind of talk about our personal lives a little bit later. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, COVID stuff, obviously, to kind of give an update on what I've been hearing as far as Illinois, Uh, but we do have an exciting thing that we're going to do for the episode today. I want to make sure we have enough time to do it, so we're going to dive into that right after we do our next segment of That Freaking Happened.
1: Perfect. So go ahead, Joe. Yeah, so, uh, one of the things that I've, I've noticed has been spoken about a lot in this whole COVID situation is, uh, is the need to support the Postal Service. And, uh, so I just thought that was interesting, and I, I found out that today, May 8th, as we record, in 1794, uh, oh boy, that doesn't match with the, uh, Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. 1794, May 8th, it says here, the U.S. Postal Service, or Post Office was established. Now, if you go to Wikipedia, it actually says, uh, uh, it was signed into law. Oh, the Postal Service Act was signed into law, aha, two years earlier, on February 20th, by President George Washington. But it was, uh, officially opened, uh, in 1794. So, uh, that's pretty cool. It's, it's a great institution. It's actually, uh I didn't know this and I I don't know which part of the the constitution is written into but I as I understand it the constitution actually establishes a national post which is cool um, and uh it's just interesting it's a great great service that our our country provides and uh and I, I hope that we uh, we see it succeed and continue to grow in the future. Nice. Yeah. So big fan of the postal service me.
0: Was that that Rain, Sleet, Dark at Night or some shit like that?
1: Yep. Yeah, it's very close to the Green Lantern creed, I think. Brightest (laughs) day, darkest night. (laughs) Excellent.
0: Green Lantern,
1: USPS. Yep.
0: Cool. All right. How
1: about you? What do you got for us?
0: May 5th, 1968. The McDonald's Big Mac hamburger makes its nationwide debut with its two two all-beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickled onions, and a sesame seed bun. Uh, It was created by a Pittsburgh McDonald's franchisee the previous year. It originally went by the name The Aristocrat and The Blue Ribbon Burger, both of which did poorly in the marketplace, finally settling on the name Big Mac. Nice. Great
1: sandwich. I I grown to appreciate the
0: Big Mac more as uh, as I got older,
1: right? Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think about the guy in Super Size Me, who has eaten thousands of them over the course of his life and is still thin as a rail.
0: Well, he's my hero.
1: Yeah, right. I love that man. He's amazing. I'm very impressed by him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of the cool things, and I know I mentioned it uh, a few times uh, over the past. uh over this past, uh, quarantine, uh, coronavirus situation, uh, game on bar and grill, uh, here in the, uh, my hometown. Uh, they actually have a burger. It's called the Patty Mac, which is basically a, uh, their version of a Big Mac. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool that they have, uh, something like that. Uh, and just like McDonald's, it's mostly lettuce.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Not saying it's bad, that bad, It's just there. mostly lettuce. Yeah. Yep.
0: yep. Yeah. It also, I believe it also comes on a bed of lettuce. Oh. Yeah. So This episode of this freaking show is brought to you by BallWash.com. Now, it's no secret that the man's most prized possession also happens to be the most sensitive part of his body. Balls are prone to sweat, odor causing bacteria, and irritation. Upgrade your ball's game with quality products formulated to keep your skin healthy and fresh. Guys, that is where BallWash.com comes in. Go to BallWash.com right now, check out the variety of products they have, as well as kits and subscriptions they have available for you. And when you hit that checkout button and you go to pay for that order, make sure you use the promo code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, at checkout. It will save you 15% on your entire order. That's right, BallWash.com. When it comes to your sack, they got your back. Joey, uh, we talked a little bit last week uh, about what we wanted to do for this episode. And, um, with everything going on, we, uh, I, I don't think a lot of people acknowledge the fact that, uh, Black Widow is actually supposed to come out last week. The movie, uh, Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson, was supposed to come out last
1: week. That is true. And I had totally forgotten about it.
0: Right. I think a lot of people have. Now, I do believe it's, uh, scheduled to be released, uh, in November of this year. Yep. Um so it's gonna be at the end of the year. But, I guess, uh, for, for the appreciation of, uh, the MCU and, uh, the fact that every May for like the last like five, six, seven
1: years, whatever hell it is,
0: you get to go to the theater and enjoy a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, some so we highlights wanted Highlights of my Mays. Right? right. So, uh, we wanted to take the opportunity to appreciate the MCU in May as we could have in the last five, or so years, uh, by thinking of some of the best moments in movies, uh, that relate to the heroes in the movies. But we didn't want to just focus on, like, the greatest Captain America moment in, like, a Captain America movie or uh, Iron Man and Iron Man, Hulk and Hulk, Thor and Thor. Uh, we wanted to find the greatest moment of the heroes across the entire MCU, which what, 22 movies or something like that? Twenty three movies. So.
1: Yeah, I believe so, yeah.
0: So uh what me and Cartoon Joe did is we went ahead and made a list of uh, a select few of the uh, heroes – it's it's a it's a lengthy list and we try to get the main uh the main focused heroes on the list. Now obviously there weren't a lot of heroes on that didn't make it. Like, we're not gonna talk about War Machines, Scarlet uh Scarlet Witch, uh I don't believe Vision, uh, and stuff like that. Um but we are gonna focus on the main like obviously Avengers and some of the other like big pop ups like Spider Man, Nick Fury and stuff like that. Right. Um so oh jeez. And uh well, Guardians of the Galaxy we went ahead and made it as a group, not just one individual. Right. So uh Joey, uh since um since uh I'm talking and you're not I'm gonna let you go ahead and talk next. And uh why don't you go ahead and pick somebody that uh you want to start with? Uh tell us the movie and the moment that uh really caught your eye. You can start with anyone you want.
1: Perfect. I am going to start with, uh, the Hulk, okay. who is, who is my personal favorite Avenger. Okay. Um, I've, I've always loved him. I've always identified with the Hulk because I, I see myself as a, as an intelligent person with, with anger issues. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I've always identified with him. He's always been my fave. And, uh, my absolute favorite moment, um, and it, it feels like such a, such a lame thing to do to, to skip right to the end, but in Endgame, when we first see, uh, Smart Hulk, I think is how they, they decided to call him in, in the MCU. That was my, my favorite moment. Him showing up, uh, in that diner and he's, he's just, you know, taking pictures with kids and, and he's wearing that cardigan, which I, I think I have almost the exact same cardigan at home that I wear around a lot. And, uh, I just, I just love that so much. I, I've been waiting for about a decade to see Smart Hulk on film. And it was such a great moment for me. I just I loved it so much. It made me so happy. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I want to say about it. That's just that's my moment.
0: Ah, oh, Nice, nice. Um Okay. Uh my my favorite Hulk uh Um, so, uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on, uh, the same path that you are, Joe. Uh, I've never been a huge Hulk fan, per se, but I do like what Mark Ruffalo did with the, uh, character. Mm -hmm. Um, so my scene is from, uh, Endgames, and it's, uh, debuting of Smart Hulk at the diner. And, um, shit you not, same scene, um, that you chose. (laughs) And, disclaimer, kind of like when we talk about, uh, that freaking happened. We don't talk about these lists beforehand. So if we have duplicates, it just happens. Oh yeah. Um, and it's just ironic that you happen to pick this one because I I'm gonna assume this might be the only duplicate we have. Actually, you no, know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna predict Captain
1: America is the same. Yeah, holiday. probably. It probably is. Uh
0: but no, I I liked I I like the Hulk scene and my favorite part of it was uh when Ant Man uh won the Yeah. Wanted a picture too. And I was Uh, uh, like, like, come on, get a picture with him. You want a picture? I just loved I loved how it was Hulk as Mark Ruffalo. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So Absolutely. Oh delightful.
0: Alright. Uh I wanna go with uh the next one for me, uh I wanna go with Black Widow. Okay. And my favorite scene uh comes from Iron Man Two when she made uh her debut into it. But uh the scene where she was going through uh uh Hammer's like facility and taking out all of those uh guards when Happy was still battling with the one. Yep. To kinda like really show how much of a badass like this is the first time we saw like how much of a badass Black Widow is in the MCU. So that was my favorite Black Widow scene.
1: That's actually that was the one I was going to pick, but I I have a backup. And that is in Civil War, when she decided to help Cap and his group escape. Um, when all oh, the, uh, the, uh, uh... Right after the parking lot fight.
0: With the Black Panther, when she mm-hmm. shot the uh, tasers at Black Panther.
1: Yep, yep. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a good one. It, yeah, yeah. I, she's not... Like, oh, go ahead.
0: No, I, I was... I love her character because she's always torn between doing what's right and doing what she needs to. Like, you know, yeah, she, she's a, um I don't know, like, the actual technical term, but she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I don't know if she's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or I think she's she an agent, agent. agent or a spy or whatever yeah. it is, but in the end, she always does what's right for, like, the people in her life. And it was, it's proven in the uh, scene that you picked where she pretty much betrayed S.H.I.E.L.D. and Black Panther stuff to allow Captain and uh, Winter Soldier to make their escape. So. Mm-hmm
1: yeah I thought that was a great moment and she she gets uh a lot she she is in many of the movies the emotional scene of the avengers or uh not scene, heart the emotional heart of the avengers mm-hmm. and and i guess that scene in particular really captures that for me so yeah
0: i think another another scene i would like uh that i liked of hers um, it's kind of like a consolation scene that moment in um oh crap what was it which movie, what the hell movie was that? Scene? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, I think, I think it was Ultron. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, Avengers Ultron, uh, where she had that moment with Banner in the, uh, in the bedroom after the shower. Yeah. Yep. When, like, when she was talking about, like, when he was talking about, like, he can't have kids because of the accident and how she can't have kids because of the school, the schooling, uh, the spy school she went to and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it gave you a sense of that wasn't uh Black Widow; it was Natasha, right? And that was a really cool scene too. So I agree. it it shows it shows how she, even though she grew up the way she was, she's still human. You know, she still has that love that she could feel for somebody, and she still has the ability to be open with them, right? Um, your turn, man. Who do you uh, who do you want to go to next? Oh,
1: Right, um. Sorry, let me look at my list here.
0: Yeah, yeah, no problem.
1: Oh, let's do uh, I feel like I want to save the two big ones for last. Let's go to What's the Guardian's, guardians of the, Galaxy? the
0: Galaxy. Let's let's do this. You pick one that we do at the end and I'll pick one and then we'll stick to those at the very
1: end. So who okay. would you want to do dead last? Uh I want to do Iron Man dead last.
0: Okay, I want to do Captain America dead last. So we'll keep those two for the very end. Perfect. Alright, guardians. Uh, who do you have for the
1: guardians? So I I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I really I didn't like it. I, it's actually one of the only movies in the MCU I didn't like the first time I saw it because I just didn't get it. And the second time I went in, I saw it. I saw it with a little bit more of an open mind, and I really really loved it. And um, there's there's so many scenes that I really enjoy with them. I love their banter. I love the way they become a family throughout the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think I've got to go with the the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where Baby Groot is dancing and they're having to fight in yeah. the background. Because that's one of the things I love about the Guardians. They the movies aren't really about the fight. The movies are about their relationship as a as a, a chosen family. And I just think that re, that scene really captures that in a in a really hilarious and delightful way. Yeah,
0: they I mean, I think it I think Guardians of the Galaxy when that came around, it it brought more comedic relief into the MCU. Oh, like you always, so
1: desperately needed.
0: Yeah, I mean, you always had, like, some funny scenes here and there, like, obviously, like, in Iron Man and Captain America and stuff like that. But, like, when you hit, like, Guardians, uh Volume 1 and Volume 2, and even Thor Ragnarok, it was more comical than it was, like, action. But they, they still made it
1: work. Yes, I agree. Sorry, I just got a text right then. <laughs> How dare you.
0: You, you tell them that we're making podcast gold right now <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: all right. Uh for me when uh, we went to guardians as a group um i don't know what it is about the scene but it was the uh, avengers uh, infinity war scene when um they're going to help when they got the distress signal from the as guardians and uh, yes. they're they're and they're all singing rubber band man together mm-hmm. like, that's my like, I don't know why, but that's my favorite Guardian scene. Um, the, a, a close second was the one where they were on Thanos' home planet and Iron Man was trying to, uh, come together with a plan and, uh, Drax is yawning in the back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, uh, he's like, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Stark asked him, was like, what do you guys even do? And Mantis and Cinder are like, pick names, kick ass. And uh-huh. Drax's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> close second but for some reason the rubber band man scene i i literally googled it on youtube I, I looked it up on youtube and i watched it like five times in a row just because i love how much um star lord gets into the song gamora's just chilling there singing along with them Groot's playing because his teenage Groot at that time just playing the mm-hmm. game drax is sleeping and they get to that part where, uh, Rocket's like, why are we doing this again? It's like, because of the stress signal. He's like, yeah, but why are we doing this? It's like, cause we're good, you know, have you know, made a good little cheddar cheese or something for trouble. And if they don't, we'll just take their ship. Ba-ba-ba-boo-ya! Like, I <laughs> love it. I, Guardians is one of my favorite groups next to obviously, you know, uh, X-Men and the Avengers and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. And a lot of it has to do with, they're not all the same. Like, when you look at X-Men, you know, they're all mutants and stuff. I mean, yeah, they have different abilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're one thing. They're mutants. But when you look, look at Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, you have a human who were raised by aliens. You have a talking uh, raccoon, a tree, uh, an alien, an alien, an alien. I mean, like, you know, it's and different, you know, species of aliens. Like it's, and they just came together, and they just have that fucking chemistry that really made the movie great. Oh, yeah. Uh, across the MCU. And I think they're supposed to be in, uh... uh I don't I think they're supposed to be in another movie. I think they're supposed to be in that Thor Love and Thunder movie, but I don't even think actual Thor's in that. I think it's like Jane Foster, isn't it?
1: Oh, I don't know. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I think... Anyway, I, I thought Thor was supposed to be in it, but then Jane Foster is supposed to get... become the new Thor or whatever.
0: Yeah. I just want to know if it's, uh, the dude Thor or, uh... Original Thor, right? I don't know. Um, I don't know. okay. Uh, I want to go with uh, I want to go with Black Panther. Um, my uh, my choice for Black Panther is the uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, mm-hmm. they obviously debut Black uh, Panther, the chase scene with Winter Soldier and Captain.
1: Uh, oh yeah.
0: From from the point where they uh, escape uh his apartment to the point where they get caught on the highway, um. It's just cool because you, I mean, you, you know, Cap is a super soldier, you know, they pretty much amplified all his, um uh, his abilities and stuff like that. But I've never seen him up to that point have the speed and stuff that he was capable of doing. Right. And even, uh, um, <coughs> oh fuck, what was it? Uh, the Winter Soldier movie, the Captain America Winter Soldier movie, like when he, uh, we pretty much jumped out of the, uh, elevator and drop straight mm. down mm-hmm. it's like you never realize like what he's capable of withstanding right right so uh but that seemed like obviously with black Panther making his debut and like seeing like how like how he was going to be in you know the mcu not only then but in the future it just shows like how powerful he was gonna be i was like okay well that's pretty fucking cool uh you got to see the suit and everything and uh, you know, the claws and all, it made, it's made of vibranium, you know it's gonna be like, you know, powerful and shit like that, but it was just, it was such a quick moment how they debuted him on that roof it was really fucking cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I, I, uh, I'm trying to remember, I had it and then it, it was fleeting for some reason. I think it's at the very end of Black Panther when he is, is king again and, <laughs> uh, uh, uh there's actually it's sort of the the whole ending of of the movie. I love where he has that moment with um boy, I nah, can't remember his name, Michael B. Jordan's character, uh, Killmonger. Killmonger?
0: Killmon- Killmonger?
1: Yeah. God, that's such a stupid name. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's why I can't remember it. I was like, no, that that wasn't it. That can't be uh, it. right. Anyway, Kill. So he has, he has that moment with Killmonger where he brings him up so he can die, looking over. Wakanda. I love that moment. But then I think even more where he he has internalized this lesson from Killmonger where they as a country, they need to do more to elevate everybody across the, the planet. And so he takes mm-hmm. uh, his sister to that place. I think it's in Harlem. And and wait, is it in Harlem or is it in Oakland?
0: I want to say it's Oakland.
1: Yeah, it's Oakland. You're right. To, to the projects. And, and he talks about how they're going to set up this international center. I think that's just, it's to me so him as uh, uh, that that particular T'Challa incarnation is mm-hmm. so good and so capable of of sharing, you know, Wakanda's stuff with the world in a way that makes sense for Wakanda and for the world. Um, I just think it's a great moment. So that's that's the one I'm gonna pick is right at the end where where he's really become, he's reached the end of the character arc of that movie and he's become the king that he always was meant to be. Yeah, I like
0: that. No, I I think the uh, those um post credit scenes, you know, where he's uh, at the United United Nations meeting, announcing mm-hmm. opening up, and the one guy's like, it's like what what does Wakanda have to offer the world? And he just kind of gives a smirk. Mhm. So yeah, it's. <laughs> it's it's really it's really cool to see because I mean like it might be a little bit different for me when it is for you. I don't I never really seen a lot of like the the uh, Marvel animated like shows and stuff. I don't know if you ever watched like the Black Panther, Spider Man like cartoons and stuff. Like I Jack just watched. I've only
1: ever seen Spider Man and Iron Man. Really. Okay, oh well, and Batman, so, but that's not MCU.
0: So I have never really
1: I never really watched much of that like as a kid. You know,
0: it was mostly just X Men. So yeah. it was a different. It was a different. Marvel well, I took X-Men
1: for Granted, of course, of course I watched X-Men.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, I mean, like, you sit there and like, you know that there's, like, the Amazing Spider-Man cartoons, and um, uh, I think I even mean, that is like, where like, you, you, they had like Punisher in there at some point, and like, there was a the Hulk movies. and it was all these cartoons and stuff, like, I never really watched, so I had no frame of reference when it came to, like, Marvel. Outside of just knowing the action figures a little bit. You know, like up until a certain point, like I had these uh I had these um, twelve inch uh action figures that were like, you know, Ghost Rider, Iron Man, uh Wolverine, Cyclops, stuff like that. I knew the X Men. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell Ghost Rider was, but loved Ghost Rider. Huge fan. Top top favorite Marvel characters, Ghost Rider and Punisher. That's for me. Nice. <laughs> um So, these movies were my introduction to these characters. I heard of them as growing up, but never read the comic books, never watched the animated shows of these guys. You know, so, I mean, this is my intro to it. So, seeing, like, how the story of Black Panther really is, that's how I learned it. I learned it from Black Panther, and I learned it from Civil War, and obviously Infinity Wars and Endgames, you know, with the small parts that they had in those movies, but, uh, it was from Civil War and Black Panther that I learned the history of Black Panther. I'm really sorry to
1: appreciate him more. So. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, your turn to pick, Joe. Let's see. Who am I going to pick? Um, let's go down to, uh, to, how about Nick Fury? Okay. Uh, my favorite moment with Nick Fury is, uh, th- there are so many. I think he's a great character. I love him a lot. But I, I really love when he shows up at the end of the first Iron Man movie and talks about the Avengers initiative because I mean, that was, that was Marvel studios laying their cards on the table and, and doing something that nobody had ever done before by creating all of these different franchises that connect to a mega franchise, you know? Um, and I just, it, it, as a fan of the comic books, as a fan of the, especially Iron Man stories and in, in the the Sunday morning cartoons and stuff, it was so cool to know that eventually we were gonna see all four Avengers on film. You know, if this movie did well. And so it was it was really, really exciting for me when he showed up at that moment.
0: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And and Nick Fear is probably the hardest one to really kinda of like narrow down because he was in pretty much all the movies. Oh, for sure. Um, whether it'd been like a post credit scene or like a small moment within all the movies. Uh for me, I went with um I went with Winter Soldier, and it was the scene where he was being attacked by the cops, but weren't really cops, and had to like make his escape. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much burned a hole through the truck and through the uh, the uh, street, made his way to Cap's house and everything. Right. Um, but it was the it was the moment from when uh he was parked, got T-boned, and burned a hole through the car to escape. That moment in between there. Was probably the most action-packed scene you saw with Fury outside oh, yeah. of, outside of the Captain, uh, the Captain Marvel movie where it was more of a, it was a 90s, uh, younger Nick Fury, like not so ingrained into S.H.I.E.L.D. as mm-hmm. he, you know, is obviously through Iron Man all the way up into, um, uh, Endgames and stuff like that, but not even Endgames because he really didn't show up and, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little disappointed that he wasn't part of the Endgames battle at the end. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, <clears throat> but it was it was really cool to kind of see like you know like obviously how teched out his car was and like some of the um like how he he thought in his head like you know wait till the uh window gets down to like a critical like one percent before he released like you know he shot back through it. And then you know, kicked the car into autopilot and took off and shit. So I, that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool scene too. I mean, even like later on when he faked his death and came back and he flipped over his eye patch. Which, if you've seen Captain Marvel, you know how he got the eye patch. Mm-hmm. So right. Um, I want to go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange. Nice. And uh, obviously, it's from the Doctor Strange uh, movie, and. I, I went based on humor alone here. I went with the, uh, the loop time with, uh, Dormammu.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: Uh, just how he kept constantly dying until the point where this mega power creature just got fed up and was like, fine, you win, you know? And there wasn't like a real battle. It was just fucking, uh, Doctor Strange dying repeatedly. You know, live, accepting that as life to save a planet that he lived on. Just for Demon to be like, okay, fine, you know, you you win. I'm I'm gone. Right. That's
1: great. That's my favorite. I uh, man, this is tough for me because I I love moments where the character is defined. So I love like when when he gets you know spiritually knocked on his ass by the the previous Sorcerer Supreme, uh, and sees all the world that that he didn't know existed. Um, that's always that's an honorable mention, but um. I think I've got to go with those, it's that last moment in Endgame, right before uh, the biggest spoiler of all time happens. And he makes eyes with Tony Stark, and he just puts up one finger. Yes. I think that moment is so incredible. Um, mm. Because it's, it's everything, everything had to happen the way that it did. Up to yeah. that moment, and then he had to act in order for for the end to, to go the way it was supposed yeah. to.
0: Well, yeah, and he he even mentioned it like early on in that battle, where Stark went up to him and said, "Hey, you said we won one. Is this it?" And he even said, "If I tell you, it won't happen." Right. So it, it's, I mean, they, I I can't express how much I love Endgame. Yeah, it it's really good. <laughs> I like, I I didn't think that anything would beat Infinity Wars, but Endgame really did. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I think a majority of it, I mean, like it was it was really cool to go to the past and kind of see like because not only did they go into the past for the sake of the plotline for the movie, but you got to relive moments from the previous movies, right? right. You know, I mean, it, it's like, I mean I, I, it was one of the coolest things, And I'm not sure if this is your cap, uh, moment or not. Uh, it's not mine, but when he's in the elevator and it <laughs> says "Hail Hydra."
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: It was, I mean, like, it's it cool to kind of, like, relive that. Didn't they have the comedic relief, like, after he beat himself? He's like, that is America's ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's...
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and even, like, the to to go back to the Hulk, when he has to pretend to be angry again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good.
0: Yeah, but did, did they also give you those, like, kind of, like, those moments that you really didn't see in the other movies, like, in the first Avengers? after they capture Loki. Well, when they go back, you know, they see the moment with the elevator and they tell Hulk, you can't come in the elevator. Oh, you know, there's a weight limit. So right. he goes down the stairs. You don't see them in the original Ever, uh, Avengers, mm-hmm. but they utilized that opportunity to show you additional moments right. later on. Oh yeah. You know? And it's, it's weird to think that like, you know, like <laughs> Hulk just busts through the door and just knocks, uh, Iron Man, uh, Stark on his ass, mm-hmm. which causes <laughs> a Tesseract to fly out a suitcase Spoilers for who hasn't seen uh, um, *End Games*, but it's been what two years? Let it go.
1: Yeah. One year. I year, think it's whatever. been one, but still. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Then he grabs his test jumps up, and then fucking er stands up and then vanishes. Right. So, a lot, of lot of cool
1: fucking moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, whose turn is it? I think you pick. You pick Doctor Strange, right? I did pick Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, I'll pick. Oh, the, the thing's getting tight. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for another low hanging fruit. I'm gonna pick Captain Marvel. Okay. Um I love the moment in there's there's lots of moments with Captain Marvel I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But in the Captain Marvel movie, when she starts to have the final showdown fight, uh and and the uh the no doubt's just a girl starts playing, is one of my all time favorite music with the uh What's Happening scenes in, in the entire MCU. Um, a lot of the MCU, to me, the music is pretty forgettable. Yeah. You know, um, with the exception of like the big themes, but like generally speaking, there's, it, it's so boring musically. And for, for that one shining moment, it was one of the most interesting combinations of music and film that they've had in 23 movies. And I just loved it. I loved it to pieces. It was, it was great. To watch her kick ass. It was great to hear that music. I just, I just loved it all the way through.
0: Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel and Guardians probably had the best soundtracks. Out Love of all
1: these. of them. Oh, and, uh, Thor Ragnarok, too.
0: <laughs> they did, yeah. Cause, uh, well, did they, uh, did they the Immigrant song or something when he, when he, uh, mm-hmm. took control of the fucking, uh, lightning and shit? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So for, uh, for me.
1: But the bottle. Anyway, sorry. <laughs>
0: For me, uh, Captain Marvel and it's like you said, there was a lot of fucking moments. Um and I was torn between two. Um, there was the scene that I ultimately chose, which uh it was the post credit scene for Captain Marvel where uh the pager stopped. Oh they're yeah, wondering, yeah. They they wondering like what happened, like we'll start it back up or something like then as soon as they turn around she's standing there. Mm. Mm hmm. Um which she just like, poofed up. It's not like she came through the, uh, the, the fucking ceiling and made like, it was just like she was there. Right. Um, <laughs> so that was my choice. My alternative choice was when, uh, her and, um, what was it, uh, Judd Law? Jude Law? Mm-hmm. Um, where he's making this big speech about them finally, like, battling it out and everything, and she just oh. fucking hits him, like, with a, mm-hmm. with a beam of light or whatever the fuck you call it. Yeah. Like, not, not even to have a fear fight, because like, at that point, he didn't deserve to have a fear fight with her. Right. And shit. Like, you know, he holsters his gun and gets ready and everything, and she just fucking zaps him. <laughs> uh, funniest fucking, great. uh, scene in, uh, Captain Marvel for me. Uh, which a lot of the scenes in Captain Marvel are amazing. I mean, I was even torn on my Nick Fury's, uh, scene, because I really liked, uh, where he was interrogating her in front of the Radio Shack. Right. <laughs> so, um, Captain Marvel, fucking love it. Uh, I think that's like, top two for me, uh, right behind endgames. games Ooh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Did you get the Marvel? Um... Ugh. I'm gonna go Ant-Man. I don't, uh... Really okay, I'm gonna go Ant-Man, which... I'm not a big fan of Ant-Man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just not. But the one thing I really did love about Ant-Man, uh, was the, uh, debut of Giant-Man at the airport in Civil War.
1: Yes.
0: Um, and that's, and that's one thing too. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of my scenes are from Civil War. Um. It's a great movie. It is. But it's not in, like, my top five.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Right? Like, I mean, I, I love moments of it, mm-hmm. but it's just not, it's just like, I can't get into that movie like I can with Infinity Wars, Endgames, uh, the first Avenger, uh, Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel, um, Fucking uh, Gal- *Guardians of the Galaxy*, like *Civil War* is just—it's pretty low on my list when it comes to like my top twenty. Um, but there's those there's those small little moments that make me want to go back and watch it. Right. And I mean, Ant Man has a lot of great scenes from both Ant Man and Ant Man and Wasp and everything. But um, I mean, I guess the whole uh, Scott Lang in Civil War, like where they wake him up from being uh, from sleeping in the van and shit, um, because I. Uh, well, they were in Germany, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I mean, like, he wakes up and gets all, like, fucking, like, uh, he marks out, and if you guys aren't wrestling fans, you should, I'm sure you don't know what mark out means, but gets overly excited, uh, at just being Captain America and just turns around and sees, you know what, I'm changing, I'm changing my answer. I like the scene where he wakes up from the van. And uh she's like, Wow, Captain America turns around and sees Hawkeye's like, Oh yeah, I know you, you're cool too. That's my first <laughs> scene. That's my first <laughs> yeah. scene. because I love Paul Rudd, and he just really made it like like fan freak out like moment for him. So loved love that scene too. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm changing my I'm changing it on the fly. That's my scene. The waking up from the van meeting Captain America.
1: Nice. Nice. What is mine gonna be? Oh man. There's so there are so many great scenes with him. But I think I've got to pick the one that is—I uh, believe it's at the beginning of Ant-Man two, when he's hanging out with his daughter, and they're retelling the story of Ant-Man one uh, through the the maze, the labyrinth that they built her. Yeah. Uh, in his house, I just mm-hmm. think that it, that is just so wonderful. Uh, I I love scenes where where dads are in films. And I love where, where dads get to be, uh, tender and nurturing. Um, cause that's, that's the kind of dad I'm going to be someday, right? Is I, 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 I love, I love seeing masculinity that is, uh, uh, much more gentle, uh, and much more powerful for being so gentle masculinity in film. And, uh, and he, Paul Rudd is, you know, he's got that baby face and he's such a sweet human being. Uh And he just he captures that 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 tenderness so beautifully in that in that scene with his daughter. Um, I th- I think I got to go with the, the beginning of Ant Man two there. Okay. Yeah. So and that magic trick he does with uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> with the mom and the stepdad, I just think that's hilarious.
0: Uh, your turn to pick. Where are we going next? I think Arm- where we got where, where we got so we're doing we're doing Captain Iron Man last. So we got Thor, Hawkeye, and Spider Man left.
1: Don't you? Um. Let's do uh Spider Man. Okay. Well, cool. let's see if I have an actual answer for it though. Let's <laughs> see, Brain. I I love Spider Man. It was really exciting to me when I was sitting in the the theater for Homecoming. Um, it took so long for Spider Man to come home, and I love that the the hashtag for the longest time was was hashtag Spidey Come Home. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to name the movie Homecoming. Um and I can remember sitting in the theater getting ready to watch it and it started to play the, uh, ba-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I, I, I started crying. um, because it was just like, oh my god, this is, this is the music, you know, this is, yeah. this is the thing. It's childish. Um, you know, it, it is. brings you yeah. back. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, i love i i believe it's in homecoming when he is uh just forever away he's so far away from wherever he's supposed to be getting to and uh and he tries to, to sling his web and he's like by a golf course and so it doesn't catch anything and he has to walk yes <laughs> i just i there there are so many great you know uh critiques of Spider-Man about how, like, what is he swinging from? What? What the hell? And I love that that Marvel decided to address it with with such humor, and uh, mm. I just I just love that moment. So,
0: yeah. absolutely. Uh, for me, I went with uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and it was the final battle scene with Mysterio. Ooh. Um, I think the biggest thing I like was the cliffhanger they left on that pretty much the news which, no surprise, I mean, look at the news in uh current times. Uh They just took one side of the story. Oh, yeah. And pretty much Spider-Man left on the basis that he's a criminal. That he right. killed Mysterio, who Mysterio was perceived as a good guy, as, you know, the hero. So now, you know, you got this, you know, Spider-Man's a villain now in the eyes of everyone who saw that newscast. Um, but I mean the whole the whole scene and the graphics and everything and the animations and, oh, yeah. and, and that scene, loved it. Uh, yeah, I loved I loved Mysterio. I think that was John, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. uh, did incredible fucking work. And it blows my mind how every time they come out with a new movie, they're able to pull in one like one new star to play a role,
1: right? Yeah, who doesn't want to be part of the MCU? I right? love that. So I also love how, um to update him for, for 2020, or er, 2018, 2019, whatever year it was, it's been so long, uh, to update him from a newspaper magnet to like a, uh, uh, a talk show host, a yeah. talk radio host or whatever, I, I just, that was brilliant, brilliant move on, on the part of the Marvel studio. This freaking show is brought to you by audible.com. If you like, uh, if you like to read as much as I do, if you enjoy a good book, head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Maybe you don't like to read. Maybe you like to have things read to you. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and you will get a 30 day free trial plus your first credit toward a free book. Uh, I recommend during this, this, time of extended uh, uh, staying at home to to pick something longer, something really good, maybe something by Stephen King, maybe check out The Stand or It or any of the Dark Tower books, anything in that category. You're going to find something that's at least 30 to 40 hours long, which is going to get you through a whole week of listening. Um, so head on over to audibletrial.com slash FreakNet today.
0: I'm really excited for the next spider I movie to come out. Uh, I mean, any, any Marvel movie I'm excited to see. Uh, I, obviously I'm really excited to see the Black Widow movie come out in November. That's something I've been looking forward to. Um okay, let's uh, let's go with Hawkeye. Nice. Uh, my favorite scene for Hawkeye was from uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, and it was the scene where he was talking to Scarlet Witch, uh, as she was like freaking out in the building and everything. He's like trying to tell him, he's like, trying to tell her, is like, listen, um, if you don't want to fight, that's fine, sit here, I'll go get your brother, he'll come get you. But, if you, if, you know, if you want to get out, do you want to fight, you're gonna to have to fight because I can't protect you out there. And I'm just, I'm fighting robots with a bow and arrow. Right. You know, and so, it's like, I, I love his small little, like, like, quips that he has, like, throughout all, like, even the, even the one scene, uh, in Ultron, like, where, uh, Quicksilver, I'm assuming that's Quicksilver, right?
1: I think so.
0: Um, he tells him, like you know to like you know keep up, old man, and runs off and everything. And he like points the arrow at him. It's like I could do it and no one would know. It's like no, I don't know what happened to him. You know, like, we're all gonna miss him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Love Hawkeye. I, I really want Hawkeye to have like maybe not like a mainstream theater release, but like maybe a D, uh, Disney Plus movie about him. I think he's getting a.
1: Nice. Uh, I think he's getting a series.
0: I didn't, I, I, know, I know WandaVision's happening, and I know Loki's happening, I know, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon's happening, but I didn't think Hawkeye was.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I don't know that it's been as, uh, uh I'm gonna double check. But I, I don't think it's been as publicized yet. Um uh, cause it's, it's a, it's, yeah, starts next year. Oh, uh, it's so, good. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he has to make an appearance in, uh, well, maybe he won't make an appearance in Black Widow.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: What do you think? Because, of, well, Black, Black Will is based after, um Winter Soldier. So it's I supposed think to it's,
1: be like... I think it's in between Infinity War and Endgame. But I could be wrong.
0: I think it's between Winter Soldier and Civil War.
1: Oh, okay, I, gotcha. I,
0: I believe I was told it was, supposed to, it was supposed to be in the time frame of right after her releasing all the information from S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
0: Uh, so we're going with Thor next, right? That's yeah, the last... yeah. Oh, look, I gotta do my... Okay, look at look at me just jumping ahead Oh, willy-nilly. Yeah.
1: I almost let you, because it's so hard. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it would be, um, gosh, I hate that I have to think this hard about it. I believe it's in Ultron, where he has been, gosh, is it Ultron, or is it the first Avengers movie, where he's been taken over by Loki scepter? First Avengers movie. Okay, thank you. Sorry, it's it's been a long time. Uh, in the first Avengers movie, when he's been taken over by Loki scepter, and Black Widow brings him back to himself by talking about all of the good times and like their relationship. I love, I love that there is a friendship between a man and a woman on film that's not romantic. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and so I, I really enjoy that moment, and I really enjoy uh the way that their friendship plays into curing him. Of his, you know, I'll call it Loki madness. I don't know if it's called that or not, but
0: but you I like called that. You yeah, called that. Well, yeah, you're right. Um yeah, no, I, I like the running joke about Budapest. Mm hmm Um I want that
1: answered though. I want right? to see I sure that would to like to know what that is. <laughs> I want to see that scene.
0: Uh Thor. Thor's the next one before we hit the big two. Uh so for Thor, uh my favorite was the gladiator scene from Ragnarok. Oh.
1: Great Ooh. answer.
0: Like, uh, he's a friend from work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like even beyond that. Like at the at uh, after that, when uh, they're in the room together, and like you know him and like when Hulk starts talking, you know, mm. and stuff like that. Like and they get in that fight, and when Banner comes back. And, like, they're talking about the fight, and Banner's like, who won? And uh, Thor's like, oh, I did easily. And Banner's like, that doesn't sound right. It's like, no, 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 that's what happened. <laughs> but that whole gladiator scene, like, when he sees them again, he gets all excited, and he looks at Loki, he's like, look who it is, look who it is, you know? It's like, we've been looking everywhere for you, where have you been? You know, I, d- I just loved it. And then, obviously, that's where more of, like, uh they call him like, sparkly fingers or something like that. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's just... Ragnarok to Rock was was my favorite Thor movie. Oh,
1: hands down, it's the uh, best. I I think it's it's in my top two, maybe top three movies of of the entire MCU. Oh yeah,
0: fuck Dark World,
1: right? Um,
0: I get that they needed the story, but it no, I mean that, that's at the bottom. For me. I know I'm, easily. And I know I know I did the I did the ranking of the twenty because End and Captain Marvel didn't come out yet. But me and Clint did the uh one through twenty ranking of the Marvel MC movies. And I want to say Dark War was at the very bottom for me, but Oh yeah. Again it yeah. was so long ago. But I, what's your Thor what's your Thor choice?
1: Oh man. It's hard to choose. I I love so many Thor m- moments. Um but I, I really love oh man. Ragnarok is my favorite Thor movie too, and it's it's I really want to pick something from it, but I also I love I loved him in Endgame. Um, I loved, I loved Jeff Lebowski Thor. And, uh, <laughs> I love the moment when he, yeah, I think it is my favorite moment. I feel, it, it feels so, so lame to pick it. But, uh, the moment when he gets Mjolnir again and realizes he's still wor- worthy is so great. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a great moment. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. And then I think going along with that, when he, uh, when he, gets ready to fight Thanos for the last time. Um, and he, he picks up Mjolnir and the Bifrost, you know, transforms him into his armor and his, his beard is, even his beard is braided. Um, it's, it's just so fantastic. So those, those are my two runners up, but I think I'm going to go into Ragnarok when, when, uh, um, uh, I, I think it's the moment when he realizes he doesn't need his hammer to do anything but focus his power. And he's speaking with with Odin in the the imagined afterlife, and Odin says, "Are you the god of hammers or the god of thunder?" Yeah. <laughs> and he realizes he can he can summon the the thunder the lightning without the without his hammer. It's just mm-hmm. perfect. What a perfect scene. So that's that's the one I'm going to actually go with. But there's there's so many great ones in that movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, you know, I just relooked on my list and uh I don't think our Captain America matched. I think I picked oh. something different than what you picked. Cuz I believe I know what you picked. And uh, do okay. want wh- You if probably you do. Allow me, if you allow me, I'd like to guess.
1: Oh yeah, please do. Okay.
0: So we'll do Captain America next. Uh I'm going to guess yours is when he takes control of
1: Millionaire. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. Go and talk
0: that. a little bit Go and talk about uh, talk about
1: that scene a little bit. Yeah, so I loved way back in I think it's Avengers Age of Ultron. Yep. Uh, when they're playing around with the with the hammer, mm-hmm. and and Cap proves to himself that he can pick it up, but doesn't go far enough to do it because he doesn't want to embarrass anybody, <laughs> is is great. And it, you know, it, it's sort of like the Chekhov's gun of the MCU. You know, at some point he's going to pick up the hammer, and uh, I just I love when he picks it up and he throws it the first time, and Thor is I knew it, and uh, I I love seeing him fight with the hammer and the shield, and he's throwing them and he's shooting lightning. Uh, it's badass. It's just so good. Um. So yeah, I, that's that is my scene. I I just ah, it's so great. And it, and it was it
0: was mine until I remembered a scene uh that I loved uh way, way more than anything uh when I thought Captain America. Uh, but before I give you mine, um, I want to ask you real quick. So you you said uh when he was doing the uh the hammer and Ultron, you
1: mm-hmm. believed
0: he could have picked it up then, but he didn't want to.
1: Yeah, I do. I do believe that. Okay,
0: because. I always thought up until this point that there was something that happened between that point and end games where he was, he was in some way worthy, but not completely worthy of, uh, holding Mirror. but something changed between then and end games to where, uh, he became fully worthy. And I think in my, I think what changed was the whole civil war, uh Ooh. move of the, the civil war scene, like where, he He always did the bidding for somebody else, and then he mm. finally decided to do things for him. He decided that he wanted to do what he felt was right not what other people was telling him was right.
1: I like uh, that theory. He,
0: he wasn't so much a soldier for a government for a country; he was a soldier for people nice. I think and i I believe that's what made him become worthy of holding uh millionaire millionaire or mumi um I so, like that. I like that a lot. Right, That's a solid right? theory. It's a, it's a thinker. Uh, but my scene, uh, my favorite scene was, uh, was his introduction to Infinity Wars at the subway. Uh, when the train went past and he's just standing there in the shadow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I can't remember, uh, what the girl's name was.
1: I can't remember it either. Yeah.
0: Through the spear pretty much and he just catches it, comes out of the, uh, comes out of the shadow, bearded and everything mm-hmm. and he, the old cat World War Two like outfit and shit. That was my favorite. I mean, it was such a badass scene for them. Oh, sure. yeah. It was kind of like bring back Cap after the whole Civil War thing. hmm uh, And, I mean, the whole thing, like, even with Black Widow making her return and everything, I wasn't a big fan of the blonde, but, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about redheaded Black right. Widow. All right, man. Last one, Iron Man. Uh, this one I'm going to guess is the same. But what do you got?
1: I Well, I, I think we're going to be different. Um, but I don't know what yours is going to be. Right? You want to take a guess? Um, for, I, I'm gonna get, well, I hmm. yeah, think It's
0: a, it's such an easy
1: guess. I know. I want to guess, I want to guess it's the snap. It is. Nice. Yeah, it is. I, solid. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah,
0: let me talk about yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, this was probably the uh, biggest moment of Tony Stark's, uh, Hulk. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to look past like him getting married to Pepper, having his daughter and everything. Um, but he, 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 he Performed the ultimate sacrifice of pretty much giving his entire life to save a world that he spent years defending. You know, he, he, he was able to snatch away all, as I said, you talked earlier about, uh, about, um, Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to think that Strange knew that was the only way they were going to win. So he had to have seen Stark die. Right. Um, and the fact that like, you know, he, I mean, and Stark knew what he, what was gonna happen when we did it. He saw what happened, to, uh, he saw what happened to Hulk when it happened. I mean, he, obviously he didn't see what happened to Thanos when Thanos did it. Right. Uh, but he was there when it happened to the Hulk. He, he saw how damaged the Hulk got. And nothing damages the Hulk. Right. So, I mean, the fact that he sat there and did it, he knew that nothing was gonna, like nothing good was gonna come from it. He wasn't gonna survive that. Right. But he took the moment to find out th- if this is the only way we're going to win, this is the only way I could do it, I'm gonna have to fucking do it. Oh, for sure. And he was able to snatch up the, uh, the stones from Thanos, uh, you know, and snapped his fingers and Iron Man became that hero that everyone always judged, uh, what his alternative mo- ul- ulterior motives? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. were, you know, and, you know, it- you know, he sacrificed himself to save not only his friends but the entire world and give his daughter an opportunity to live without the fear of Thanos or his entire army.
1: Awesome, for sure. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, and and like the whole the whole thing between him and Cap is, you know, you're not Tony, you're not the guy who makes the the sacrifice play. Yeah, and that's how the and that's how he ends. I mean, ah, so good. Yeah. Um, for me. Uh, it's it's the same dialogue, but it's at the beginning. Um, I I love uh, I love Iron Man. He is uh, oftentimes he and Hulk trade places between first and second for my favorite. Um, and especially way back at the beginning of this MCU, I was going to be an engineer. I wanted to be like Tony Stark. You know, I, I had all these dreams and ideas and ideals that. Yeah, it just didn't pan out the way that I thought they would. But, uh, you know, uh, sitting and seeing that in theaters and not knowing where everything was going to go, but being so excited about the possibilities and, and all of that. And, and to have him at the end of that first movie, he's eating a cheeseburger on the podium and he says, uh, I'm Iron Man.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I'm mixing the beginning and end of that movie up. I don't think he actually had a, a cheeseburger at this point, but. He had a
0: cheeseburger when he came <laughs> when back. But he came back right? from Iraq yep. or
1: whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The point is, uh, when he, when he first announces to the world that he's Iron Man, because he, he, he has absolutely no impulse control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so great. And it, it, it launches a series and, and to have it echoed at the end, I mean, it's just such a beautiful, I mean, what a great story arc from, from Iron, I, I am Iron Man to I am Iron Man. It's great. And I just, what a great series of movies. And, uh, I mean, what a perfect character to, to kick it off with. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, there, and our, our list just proved because I think we, I think we only duplicated one and it was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows you how many, and even, even the, the, uh, the scenes we picked, which were different from each other, we still had, like, backup. Like, uh, scenes that we love that were still even different from one to the other. So it it shows you that not only were, you know, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, you know, Gardens Galaxy, like they had great individual movies, but even in other movies that spanned the MCU, it shows how great they really were.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, and we didn't even get into, like, what our favorite scenes from each movie are. These are just about the characters.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll do this again with, uh, the remaining cast. I mean, I had fun doing this and talking about that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, like we said, there, there's Vision, Scarlet Witch, uh, War Machine, so, you know, maybe we'll look into doing that down the road too, you know, what I mean, cause MC's not going away
1: anytime soon. No, no, I agree. Um, Phase four, baby. Coming up.
0: Uh, I do want to talk about, uh, the COVID stuff, because uh, they kind of came out with the whole f- uh, five phases to reopening in Um But we don't have time to do that this week because we are uh, kind of getting towards the end of the uh show, so we'll push that off until next week. I do want to talk Perfect. to you a little bit and get your uh, input on it. The one thing I do want to ask your opinion on, just give me a brief couple sentences uh to where the Board of Education in Illinois states that schools will still be closed in the fall.
1: Oh, I didn't know about that, but that yeah. I I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta. I, I really believe we gotta protect our students more than more than most areas of our, our society. Um, and as hard as it is on students to be stuck at home, um, and as as much as they're losing out on learning by, you know, it, it's not as easy to learn at home, especially at, at ages when you're supposed to be learning how to be social. Um, at the same time, I, I do think it's important to protect them because they're, they're the future of our society. And if they all die, we're all, we're all fucked. I don't have a nicer way of saying that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, uh, it makes sense to me. i protect them, you know, that's a good, that's a good plan, I think. Um, I don't yeah. know what the plan is. It might be a bad plan, but it's a good idea.
0: Yeah. No, as far as, I, as far as I know, uh, the, the board, the board of education stated that, uh, the schools will be closed by fall. Um, I, I, don't know if this is, this is set in stone or if this is a prediction on their part. Um, I think it still has to be based month on month. It is only May right now. So we do got to see what it looks like in June and July and maybe even August. Um, I think school is going to reopen in the fall, but I don't see it opening maybe until like the end of September, early October. Mm, I can see that. But I still think there's going to be school. I don't think it'll be cut off until winter time or the end of the year. Gotcha. Um, I'm pretty sure by Halloween people are going to be trick or treating and stuff like that. Um, but. We'll dive into the phases and everything that popped that popped up that wanna go over. We'll go over that next week. Uh let's close out the show and Joey, tell me what you're freaking thinking about.
1: Oh man, what am I freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about um So I, I've been I've been stuck doing remote worship since this whole thing has started. Yeah. And uh I've i you know, for the most part I've enjoyed it. I do I miss seeing people. I really, really miss seeing mm-hmm. people. But I'd I'd rather uh my my congregants seem to be getting Enough out of the, the virtual services and, and, you know, regular phone calls that it's not so big of a deal. Um, but I, I have been fixated a little bit on, on the things that I can control because so much is out of our control right now. And so I've been yeah. doing all kinds of research <laughs> on microphones and, um, uh, mixers and, and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm not going to buy anything yet because it's very expensive. But, uh, I, I am, I've been thinking and learning a lot about microphones to the point that, like, when, when microphones show up in, in YouTube videos and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, that brand. Um, which is <laughs> kind of fun. I'm, I'm becoming an amateur, uh, microphone enthusiast and, uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's a fun hobby to, to learn about microphones and, and, and what kind of mic do you need for this application versus this application? And how do you record yeah. an organ's music? Um, mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun. I've been. Uh, that's what I've been freaking thinking about is microphones.
0: <laughs>
1: so, what about you? Um. Well, I, I've
0: been trying to figure out what we could do uh, as far as Freaknet Studios uh, YouTube videos during this whole pandemic thing. Um. I know I got Dizzle J coming over tomorrow. Like tomorrow. I tomorrow I am full of podcasting stuff. Like I think. I think projectively we are doing a pod being live tomorrow morning. Uh we're gonna try to at least. You can do one mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. Um and then following that I got my Southland Championship Wrestling JFW la podbean live Roundtable. That's about a three hour long thing I'm doing. Following that, we're gonna do the JFW show, you know, the podcast, uh which is gonna be available on YouTube at Just Freaking Wrestling. It's gonna be available on uh audio only on iTunes, Podbean, um Google Play. Uh, uh, um, And then I'm trying to figure out if we could squeeze in uh, a Freakness Studios uh, video to do. He's going to be here anyways, and we haven't been able to uh, release any content on the uh, the YouTube page in a while because of the pandemic and us not being able to get together. So I'm trying to figure out what we could do tomorrow, and it's very short notice. I should have thought about this further, but I'm trying to figure out what we could do. So hopefully we get that figured out. And maybe get something uploaded onto the YouTube channel. Guys, if you aren't following FreakNet Studios on YouTube, make sure you do. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know when videos do drop. All you got to do is go to YouTube, search FreakNet Studios. It will be available right there for you to uh, check out. And again, when the uh, shows pop up and everything, um, when the videos pop up, you'll know. Just make sure you subscribe and everything. Follow FreakNet Studios. Make sure you follow FreakNet Studios on iTunes and Facebook at FreakNet Studios. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow this freaking show on iTunes, Google Play. uh oh, God, i done. I'm fucking but Follow this freaking show on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at this freaking show. And, guys, why don't you tell us what your favorite scenes are from uh, the Marvel movies? I'd love to see it, Uh you know, get your responses and everything. So, you know, just send us a comment on Twitter or uh Facebook, you know. Use the hashtag freaking sane because that's still a thing. Hey, Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough for our viewers every single week, where can they go?
1: If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live.
0: Awesome. Guys, uh, once again, make sure you follow us on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at this freaking show. You can catch our show every single week on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean just by searching this freaking show. Again, thank you to Audible and Ballwasher being sponsors of the show. Literally, we could not be here without the love and support of you, the listeners, but also our sponsors. Make sure you check out T-Public, T-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot com, search TFS this coming Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for the new this freaking show logo that is going to be released on our merchandise. That's Ooh. all I got. As always, I am Travis. T.
1: And I'm Cartoon Joe.
0: And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.